Last week, we looked at the story of Peter walking on the water, and we talked about getting out of the boat and being willing to trust Jesus to walk on the water. I was, I was thinking about, you know, all throughout the Scripture, there's just all kinds of stories about people who had to do things like that. You know, I was, I was thinking about just a couple. I thought about Abraham. You know, when God came to Abraham and he spoke to him, he said, you've got to leave your country. And, you know, you've got to go. When I'm, you don't know where you're going, but you've got to pack up your whole family and you've got to go. Well, you know, he had to get out of the boat and, and not walk on water, but he had to follow. He had to follow. And, you know, God spoke to a lot of different people. He came to Gideon and he said, Oh, mighty man of valor, is he's hiding, hiding because he's afraid. And he calls him to lead an army. To lead an army. You know, that's, that's getting out of your boat and doing what it is God wants you to do. And one of the things I, I thought about when it comes, think about that whole, what's it take to get out of the boat? You know, we, we talk about it. Well, you got to get out of the boat before you can walk on the water. But what's it take to get out of the boat? What motivates us to get out of the boat? And I really thought about, and I think one of the strongest motivations is obedience to God's will. There has to be, there has to be something inside of us that when God says, do this, and we go, wow, I don't know. There has to be something that motivates us enough to do it. And there could be a lot of different things, I think, but I'm going to look at just one of them today, and that's obedience. Just willing to obey. Obey what God says. And I, th- I thought about it. And I thought, well, why, would, why do we obey? Well, you know, I thought about children. You know, children obey for various reasons. And I think us as adults are probably a lot the same in those areas. We, we maybe obey God for, for various reasons. Probably the best one is just because we want to do what he says. Psalms 40 verse 8 says, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I delight to do your will. Don't you love your children when they just delight to do your will? You know, doesn't probably always happen. Doesn't happen as often as we may like. But you know, sometimes you just want to do what somebody says because you just really like them. You, you, you want to please them. You want to do what they say. You know, it, it seems like that's probably one of the best motivations, I think. It's just, you know, we want to do it because God loves us so much. And he's done everything for us. So why wouldn't I want to obey him? Why wouldn't I want to do what he says when I know how much he loves me? And I can trust him. I can trust him. So, you know, that's, that's really a very positive motivation for, for obeying. Probably the other motivation for obeying is, well, because I have some fear. Psalms 128 verse 1 says, Blessed is he who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Walks in his ways. That's another motivation, the fear of the Lord. I personally think there always needs to be a little bit of both. I don't think that we should get so chummy with God that we don't have some healthy respect for him. One of my observations is throughout Scripture, if you look, I'm not saying every time, but almost every time God confronted somebody or made himself real to somebody, they ended up on their face, afraid. And the word was, fear not. So we've got to 
got to believe that there's something there about the presence of God that's like, hey, hi, how are you doing? That, that's not what happens. There's a fear of God. A fear, a respect for who he is. And I don't know, maybe in our society, sometimes you think, well, it looks like we've lost some of that in a lot of different ways with authority. But, you know, it's a good thing to have good, healthy respect for authority. Good, healthy respect for who God is. I know who he is. I, he's just. He's just. You know, that means, that means he's fair, but he's just. It's, he says it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. He's, he's the judge. There's a day coming when we're going to face his judgment. You know, there, there's a judgment day. And so I know also that he disciplines his children. You know, um, he does it because he loves us. But, you know, like children, how many times do children say, oh, thank you. I know you love me. That's why you discipline me. I thank you for that. You know, that's usually not the comment you get from children when you discipline them. But I think as we look at our Heavenly Father, we realize He disciplines us because He loves us, but at the time, it may not always feel that way. It may not always seem that way. So there's different motivations that, that cause us to obey. Cause us to obey. So what can we do to prepare? What can we do to help ourselves to be willing to obey? Are there things that, that are things that I can do? And I believe that I'm going to share a few things that we can do that will help us to obey. The first one, is, and I, I say it a lot, and I'm going to probably say it till I can't say it anymore, but we meditate on his word. We meditate on his word. Joshua 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do it according to all that is within it. For then you will make your ways prosperous, and then you will have good success. Meditate on the Word of God, it says, day and night. Think about it. Read it. Meditate on it. You know, I love, last week somebody came up and they said, hey, I've been reading this in the Bible. What do you think this means? You know what that tells me? That tells me they've been meditating on the Word of God. You know, they've been looking at it. They've been studying it. They've been seeing, what does it mean to me? That, that's what it means to meditate. And then it says here, it says that we need to speak it from our mouth. We meditate on it. Then we, we get it inside of us. And then we need to speak it. It needs to be a part of us. A part of us so that we can observe to do it. Observe to do it. The Bible says, if we're only hearers of the word and not doers, we deceive ourselves. We have to be doers of what we hear. I personally think it would be better to do a couple verses than to read 100 chapters and do nothing. You know, I think sometimes, and, I'm not, I'm not, and I think there's disciplines that we can use and are good for reading the Word of God, and I think they're good. But just to sit down and read through something to get it done so I can say at the end of the year I read the whole Bible through just so I can say I got it done is almost pointless, almost. The Word of God can still work, but it's almost pointless because if I just read it to get it done, 
What have I meditated on? What has changed my life? How's it going to help me to obey? How's that going to help me to obey? And so if we're going to obey, we need to know what God says. You know, we have to meditate on his word. If I'm going to obey him, I have to know what he says. It's not what I think he wants. It's what he says. It's what he says. Number two. Number two. Um, Um, the next one, we're going to see if number two is really there or not. Number two is listen to the Holy Spirit in John sixteen thirteen. How's that come out about right? All right. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, that happened at Pentecost, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. You know, Jesus said he would send his Holy Spirit. And he would tell us the truth. He would tell us the truth. He would guide us in all truth. So now he leaves his Holy Spirit within us. That when we read his word. Also the Holy Spirit can speak to us. And help us to know the truth. How does that work? The only way I know it works is you have to take time. You got to take time. You know, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit can't break through my busy schedule or my thoughts and all the things that I'm doing, but sometimes it's difficult because I'm just not listening. I believe a lot of times the the Spirit speaks in a still, small voice. Not always, but I think a lot of times He speaks in a still, small voice. And I think a lot of times we got to get quiet. I got to quiet my thoughts. I got to quiet my desires, my plans, how I want things to happen. I got to quiet myself. And I got to purposely listen. I listen. And the Holy Spirit speaks to my spirit. And he speaks to us in a still, small voice. And, and, he, and he tells us. He tells us what he wants us to know. He guides us. And I believe it has to be something we develop because it's a relationship. You know, when you have a relationship with somebody, you know them. You know, you know when they say something, you kind of know what they mean. You know, because you know them. You know, when you don't know somebody, you, well, what do they mean by that? But when you know somebody, you go, oh, I know what they meant. Because you spent time with them. You've talked to them. You have a relationship. And so consequently, I think for us to be willing to obey, we have to be willing to listen. You know, so many times when we pray, we dictate. And prayer is kind of like, okay, God, here's what I need. Here's my list. Here's the things I want you to do now. Get busy. But we need to listen. What's he saying to us? That's one reason I think people don't like silence a lot of times. You ever notice how uncomfortable you get when it's silent? You know? If there's, if there's much of a break, it's like, Somebody say something. And it's something we got to kind of get used to, that it's okay to be quiet. It's okay to be quiet and listen and believe that God's going to speak to us and he'll speak his word to us. And again, then it helps us to know his will and what he wants us to do. And then I believe we have to find God's timing. 
You know, there's so many times when obedience, God tells us something, and our, I don't know about you, but my natural tendency is if God tells me something, I'm going to get it done right now. Because I thought that's what he told me for. You know, like, he told me, so I guess I got to get this done. That's, my, that's how I am. In Psalms 27, 14, it says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait. Isn't that what we have real trouble with? Is that waiting? You know, a lot of times I'll obey, but I just want to get this done. I want to, let's do it now. I thought God wanted me to do it now. Why did he tell me ahead of time? Why is he, why would God tell me something ahead of time? I believe a lot of times it's because he wants us to prepare. He tells us ahead of time so we're ready when it does happen. Not so we can act always immediately. Sometimes it may be act immediately. A lot of times I think we have to just be willing to wait. Be willing to wait. That's so hard, depending on what we're waiting for. You know, especially if it's something we want. Especially if it's something that's given us a hard time. Especially if it's conflict. Especially if it's some kind of turmoil. Something going on in my life that just isn't quite the way I would like it. I want God to say, now, get it over with. Deal with it. Let's do it now. I don't want to wait. I've shared a sermon over the years called in the, in the Process of Time. And I believe a lot of times that waiting is so God can process us. In the process of time, things happen. And the process is on me. God works in me. And so he wants me to be willing to wait. So I have to be willing to obey. And sometimes that means waiting. That means waiting. And then we have to have courage. You know, courage. Did Peter have courage? Peter had courage to get out of that boat. He had a lot of courage. It took courage. Obviously, the rest of the disciples, nobody else jumped out with him. You know, but he had, he, he was the one. He was the one. He jumped out. He had courage. In Joshua 1, 9, God says to Joshua, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't be afraid. The Bible is full of fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Have courage. What does it take to have courage? What's it take to have courage to get out of the boat? What's it take to have courage to do what it is God's calling me to do? You know, I can be obedient. I can want to. I can have all kinds of desires, but I have to finally at some point have the courage to step out of the boat. I have to have courage to do what it is God's calling me to do. I can, I can tell somebody different things uh, sometimes in counseling. You know, you can, you can say something to somebody. You need to, you need to go to this person. You need to forgive this person. You need to, you need to be this or you need to uh, be a father or a mother to your children. You need to take action. You need to love your husband. You need to love your wife. 
But it's until they have enough courage to do it, does anything ever happen? And we can all, we can all maybe want to. Well, I want to. You know, this morning we, we studied the scripture where, you know, it said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I can want to, but it takes courage. It takes courage. Where does courage come from? Courage is, is faith. Courage is faith. Walking by faith. Trusting God. Trusting Him completely. Not being afraid. The Bible says He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We have to trust Him. And that comes from having courage. It's like courage. I have to be willing to take that step and do it. It's the step that's the hard part. It's the step that's the hard part. And our courage comes from his word and from trusting him. You know, I I thought about people in life that succeed. Not just even Christians, but people that succeed. And you know, one of the things is they're not afraid of failing. You're not going to succeed in life and do a lot of things if you're afraid of failing. It just because you're not going to risk it. There's a lot of people. I'm not I'm not saying necessarily good or bad, but, you know, there's a lot of people that is very secure to stay where they're at and do what's comfortable and not risk what they have. Then there's people. Who are willing to risk. And have the courage if they fail to get up and do it again. Some when they fail, they say, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing that again. But, you know, the people in our history who have succeeded have been the ones who say, well, I'm going to try that again. I'm going to I'm going to figure out what happened and I'm going to do it differently. That takes courage. That takes courage for us as Christians. We have to have that courage. We have to have that courage and faith to trust God when he says, do this. You know, not respond like, well, I can't do that. Well, I'm afraid to do that. Well, I don't think I can. Well, I don't know. I've never done that before. I don't like to talk to people. I don't, I don't like to say hi to somebody. I, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like to, to put myself out of my comfort zone. And I believe all of us have things that God would probably have us to do that would get us out of that comfort zone. The Bible says God has a plan for every one of us. I have this feeling, and this is just me now, okay? But I have this feeling that at the end of life, we're not going to fulfill all those plans. I have a hunch that God's got way more plans for each and every one of us than we're probably going to fulfill. I don't know, I just have that idea. I just have that idea that God sees us and potential greater than we see. And I believe each of us need to pray, Lord, show me what it is you want me to do, how you want me to obey, how you want me to take courage and step out of my comfort zone and do something maybe I don't feel comfortable with. What do you want me to trust you with? You know, maybe it's loving somebody. Loving somebody. 
Now that seems real simple, but sometimes that's very difficult. Very difficult. And let me say this about loving somebody. The hardest person to love is yourself. That seems kind of funny, but it, it's the hardest person to love yourself because I know my shortcomings and I know my failings. <clears throat> and it's hard to say, wow, you, yeah, you're good. You did a nice job, right? You know, you're okay. That's hard because I, I see what I do. And I believe we have to see ourselves as God sees us. Far from perfect. Far from perfect. But I think he sees us with more potential than we do. I think he sees things a lot different than I do. So we pray, Lord, help me to see like you see. Help me to see others like you see them. Help me to see myself like you see me. And help me to have the courage to trust you. To trust you for whatever you might say to me. And by the way, there's no age limit on this. There's no age limit. God never quits saying, here's something I want you to do. I believe as long as we're alive, he's got a plan. As long as we're alive, he's got a plan. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people get frustrated late in life. And they say, well, I don't see that I'm very useful. You can always share wherever you're at. And when you get old, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> Remember that. You can say whatever you want as you get old. Not that I say, well, they're just old, but you can still say it. You can still say it. You can still share with somebody. You can still show love. I don't care where you're at or what you're doing. There's still opportunity to do what it is God's called you to do. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I just pray you'd help us to see, see ourselves the way you see us. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to search our hearts, to listen to you, that you would show us the things you want us to do. Lord, help us not to be afraid. Help us to have courage to trust you. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, I pray you'd open our eyes. Help us to see opportunities this week where we might be used by you. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.